Welcome to the Tech News and Commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. I'm your host, Joey Cagle. It's possible we may miss a few items this time around because I had to record on Friday due to scheduling conflicts over the weekend. Internet Explorer is dead. Long live Internet Explorer. Apple is threatening to delete Epic Games developer accounts while iPhones with Fortnite are being sold for a lot of dough. And we have more Apple news too. Netflix is testing a shuffle button. Remote learning is causing a laptop shortage at schools and tech stores in general. A new strain of coronavirus that's more infectious than COVID-19 is spreading through Southeast Asia. And Rocket Lab is planning a mission to Venus. All this and more because it's time for the news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. This is your August 24th, 2020 edition of the Tech News and Commentary. Microsoft and support for Internet Explorer after 25 years. After all these years, Microsoft has let go of Internet Explorer. The Microsoft 365 product team confirmed they will no longer be supporting the browser after November 30th. And by August 17th next year, none of their app services will work with the browser. And any websites designed for Internet Explorer will need to be redesigned and redeveloped. Microsoft has said, quote, This means that after the above dates, customers will have a degraded experience or will be unable to connect to Microsoft 365 apps and services on Internet Explorer 11. For degraded experiences, new Microsoft 365 features will not be available, or certain features may cease to work when accessing the app or service via Internet Explorer 11." End quote. Personally, as a web developer, I had already stopped supporting Internet Explorer, but now Microsoft has made it official. And trust me, Microsoft Edge is a much better experience if you're going to use a Microsoft browser. Apple is threatening to terminate Epic Games developer accounts on August 28th. The company is planning on terminating the access for Epic Games to its App Store and app development tools by the 28th. This is including the development tools which are required to create software for the Unreal Engine. Epic has filed a court order in Northern California to remove the restrictions that Apple has placed on it. The dispute started when Epic tried to introduce a direct payment system in its Fortnite app to defy Apple's App Store rules. The Fortnite ban from both Apple and Google could also impact news publishers. Many do offer lots of subscriptions. If someone subscribes to a newspaper or magazine through Apple's system, the publisher has to give Apple 30% off the top. iPhones with Fortnite already installed are being sold for as much as $10,000 after Apple pulled the game from the App Store. 
The game was removed from the App Store last week, as we already mentioned. Though users can't install the game anymore, Apple has no way of removing existing installations. Some iPhone owners who already had the app installed have listed their devices on eBay, and prices have been listed as high as $10,000. Apple is working with Epic Games to resolve the issue, so it's unlikely the game will remain banned forever. Apple made a secret iPod for the U.S. government, according to an ex-software engineer. A former engineer at Apple claims the U.S. government approached Apple to make a top-secret version of its fifth-generation iPod. The goal was to build an iPod that could run custom hardware in a way that could not be detected. All communication on the project was done in person to avoid a paper trail. It's unknown exactly what was being created, though it was likely a stealth Geiger counter. Apple becomes the first U.S. company to reach a $2 trillion market cap. Apple hit a market cap of $2 trillion on Wednesday and is the first publicly traded company in the U.S. to do so. It broke the barrier just before 11 a.m., with a price of $467.77. Apple reached a $1 trillion market cap in August 2018. The company posted a strong third quarter in late July, with $59.7 billion in revenue and double-digit growth in its products and services. Even though Apple closed many of its retail stores during the quarter, Work-from-home trends and strong online sales boosted overall productions. Apple expands independent repair shop program to Mac computers. Apple Incorporated said on Monday it had expanded its program, which provides parts and training to independent repair shops to cover its Mac computers. Apple initially launched the program last year, but it only covered iPhones. Mac users had to use Apple or an authorized warranty service provider to get fixes with parts directly from Apple. And yes, I realize I just went through a ton of Apple news for this past week. It's been crazy for them. Facebook begins merging Instagram and Messenger chats in the new update. Facebook began integrating Instagram and Messenger's chat systems. The Facebook Messenger logo is replacing the Instagram logo in the new update. Instagram chats will be more colorful. Users still are not able to message each other directly across platforms, but Facebook says it does plan to unify the messaging platforms. Google Maps is getting more detail. Google has applied a new color mapping algorithmic technique to the satellite imagery to redesign the maps in Google Maps. The new maps make it easier to distinguish between natural features in the environment. Street features like roadways, sidewalks, crosswalks, and pedestrian islands will also be included in maps of select cities. This will start rolling out this week in all 220 countries and territories that Google Maps operates in. Netflix is testing a shuffle button 
because apparently you're tired of picking what to watch. You may start seeing a shuffle play button soon in the Netflix home screen, as they have been testing the feature since July. It will play a random movie or episode of a TV show. They've previously tested a feature which shows a random episode of a specific TV series. The streaming service tests features in different countries for different periods of time, and then makes them broadly available if people find them useful. I honestly like the latter shuffling feature, to be honest, shuffling within a specific TV series, or maybe shuffling within a specific movie genre, because I do not want to be watching comedy one moment, then horror the next moment. I'm not a big horror fan, for example, so I don't want that showing up in my shuffle. I think that's the problem with the uh, first shuffle play button that we mentioned. I don't think there's any way to limit the genres to what you specifically want. I could be wrong though, I would need more information about this feature that they're adding to Netflix. Palantir to relocate from Silicon Valley to Colorado. Palantir Technologies is relocating to Denver, Colorado from Palo Alto, California. It's unknown how many employees will be affected by the move. Reasons for the move include the increasing intolerance and monoculture of Silicon Valley and the high housing prices. The company announced in early July that it had filed confidentially for a public stock offering. Remote learning is leading to laptop shortages at schools. With many kids going back to school online, schools and the country overall is facing a shortage of laptops. The COVID-19 pandemic is wreaking havoc on computer manufacturing and distribution, starting in China, where the New Year's holiday closures and virus-related slowdowns disrupted the supply. PC sales skyrocketed in March. Five months later, Acer America says it's, quote, not even close, end quote, to stocking enough Chromebooks for remote schooling, according to the company president, Greg Pendergrast. Last week, Acer received requests for hundreds of thousands of new devices from officials in California and Nevada. Steven Baker, a consumer tech analyst with the NPD Group, said, quote, sales have been up 20% to 40% every single week. Some of the education channel sales got pulled forward into March and April, but there's no overall slowdown, end quote. As of Monday morning, 16 of Best Buy's 30 Chromebook models were sold out. Another eight were available only in stores. This makes it difficult to pick up a new machine, especially for those who are self-isolating. Manufacturers are also reporting shipping delays for internal components like screens, batteries, chassis, and processors, which could exacerbate the problem in the coming months. Even if school districts manage to source and distribute enough devices, broadband could also remain a barrier. EA Access and Origin Access have merged into EA Play. EA decided to merge the two and create EA Play. 
The subscription services will be getting new names as well. EA Access and Origin Access Basic will become EA Play and Origin Access Premier will become EA Play Pro. We will be right back to the news and commentary after this message. you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. Early March 2020, Joey Cagle showed up in the podcasting scene with his podcast, Joey's Totally Tech. He went on to talk about cryptocurrency, unions and tech, programming languages to learn in the current epidemic, and more. That was Season 1, and in Season 2, we up the game. I'm Joey Cagle, and in Season 2 of Joey's Totally Tech, we will have more product reviews and bring in guests to the podcast. We'll take your calls on the tech line at 980-999-0835. That's 980-999-0TEK. As well as the Joey's Totally Tech community at joeystotallytech.com slash community. So feel free to ask your tech questions on either of those. On the podcast, we'll be talking about Linux terminal applications, the upcoming gaming consoles, PC games, tech careers, and more. New episodes are released publicly starting September 14th. Listen at joeystotallytech.com or get an early preview by subscribing to the Joey's Totally Tech exclusives at joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. And I will catch you next time.
listen on joeystotallytech.com or your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to the news and commentary. We missed you while you were gone, unless you are listening to the ad-free version on the exclusives at joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. Then we were together the whole time. Lyft and Uber receive an emergency stay and continue to operate in California. A recent ruling has required Uber and Lyft to reclassify their contractors as employees but the stay will allow both companies to stay and not be shut down or reclassify their drivers. The companies have until 5 p.m. on August 25th to file written consents to the expedited procedures within the order, according to the judge's conditions for staying the preliminary injunction. If they don't do so, the injunction suspension will be lifted at 5 p.m. of that day. Obeying the new classification would cause the companies to treat so-called gig workers like full-time employees and provide benefits, which would make their employment more expensive. Lyft claims if they had to reclassify, the law would cause 80% of California drivers to lose work, and the rest of the drivers would have scheduled shifts and a cap on hourly earnings. A ballot measure, Prop 22, is on the ballot in California. If passed, it will give drivers the benefits and flexibility they seek while also maintaining the ride-sharing model. A new peer-to-peer botnet infects SSH servers around the world. A botnet focusing on infecting SSH servers has been discovered targeting millions of servers. The botnet distributes its administration among many infected nodes rather than relying on a central server. This makes it harder to spot and more difficult to shut down. There have been at least 20 versions of the software binary since January. Researchers developed a program to analyze the botnet. Servers which don't have both a strong password and a cryptographic certificate may already be infected with the malware. DARPA's Alpha Dogfight Test AI Pilots Combat Chops DARPA's Alpha Dogfight Trials are a simulated aerial duel that will pit AI F-16 pilots against each other and against a human pilot to determine the viability and relying on machines in aerial combat. The three-day virtual games will feature eight teams, each using a different methodology to build their algorithms. This will help researchers identify the performance of different algorithms and to further understand how different areas of AI work, as well as identify future areas of research. The guest list is full, with around 5,000 people on the waiting list to view the event. 
SpaceX Starlink speeds have been revealed, beta users get downloads of 11 megabits per second and uploads of 60 megabits per second. The beta users are reporting speeds ranging from 5 megabits per second to 18 megabits per second, and latencies range from 2 milliseconds to 94 milliseconds. The network has been tested over the past couple of weeks, and anonymous users have been posting results to Reddit. SpaceX says they will eventually reach gigabit speeds and latency below 20 milliseconds. The Starlink network currently has 600 satellites, and the company has permission to launch close to 12,000. So the speeds there, I think right now, it might not be as good as the speeds I'm getting with cable. I, I get that. But it's a brand new service. It's not even released to the public yet. We just have the beta users checking it out now. I'd say it's not bad for something new and something that needs to be developed quite a bit more. I think the Starlink uh, system will eventually become huge and it will definitely help out uh, people who are in rural areas that might not have access to cable internet. And I think that is a wonderful thing. The same for any third world countries that may need access to internet and they can't currently get access to the high speed internet. I think once we have more satellites up in orbit and the system has improved, that will be absolutely wonderful for those countries too. AutoX launches its robo-taxi service in Shanghai, competing with Didi's pilot program. The robo-taxi will start with a fleet of 100 vehicles in the Jidin district. Customers can book rides through AutoNavi or Let's Go. AutoX is the third company to hold a permit for driverless robo-taxis in California. AI traffic management gets the green light. No traffic, a company based in California, is rolling out smart traffic lights in Phoenix, Arizona at a few key intersections to improve traffic flow and reduce vehicle and pedestrian delays. The company claims up to a 40% reduction in vehicle delay time once their system has been deployed. One feature of the system is that it can give first responders a clear path through busy commuter corridors. The system tracks road assets and calculates the most optimal configuration for an intersection. It also takes into account safety considerations like vehicle blind spots. A fungus in Chernobyl eats nuclear radiation. The fungus thrives on nuclear radiation due to radiosynthesis. It is using melanin to convert the gamma radiation into chemical energy. NASA grew the fungus inside of the International Space Station and found it was able to block some incoming radiation. While Earth is protected from harmful radiation by the atmosphere and the magnetic field, Astronauts don't have such protection and are exposed to radiation levels 20 times higher than on Earth. This fungus could help protect astronauts and space objects. This is a pretty amazing discovery. I think 
because we do have concerns about radiation when it comes to space travel, particularly between Earth and Mars. I know that the radiation is going to be much higher, and chances are pretty high that the first crew sent to Mars would die from cancer because of the radiation. This is a pretty amazing discovery. This would probably help protect them a bit. And we'll see where this goes. I think that is amazing. A new coronavirus strain in Malaysia could be more infectious than COVID-19. A new strain of coronavirus, D614G, is infecting people in Southeast Asia. Health officials in Malaysia say it could be more infectious than COVID-19. This strain has been detected in several countries across the continent, and there is little information on the strain. Researchers are closer to having bomb-sniffing cyborg locusts. Locusts are able to smell explosives, and with technology, researchers can now direct them and receive signals from them to determine what they are smelling. Scientists at the McKelvey School of Engineering have developed the sensing system which can be implanted into the locust to detect and discriminate between the scents and return information within a few hundred milliseconds of exposure. It can determine how strong a scent is, making it ideal for use in searching for explosives. Groundbreaking new material could allow AI to merge with the human brain. There's a major challenge in connecting electronics to human tissue. Traditional materials cause scarring when implanted. But a new material called PADOT can be implanted into human tissue without causing scarring while still being able to interface with electronic hardware. Padat can also transform standard house bricks into energy storing units. It can be used to monitor brain or nervous system disorders as well, and theoretically could be made to attach to peptides, antibodies, and DNA. The Pentagon announces a task force to study UFOs. The Department of Defense approved the establishment of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to national security. There's a long history of government research into UFOs. The UAP Task Force will work with other agencies. Congress requested information regarding unidentified aerial objects, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence is evaluating the proposal and how to respond to their request. Finally, Rocket Lab is going to launch a private Venus mission in 2023. Rocket Lab, a spaceflight company in California, is planning a robotic astrology mission to Venus in 2023, a planet which used to have oceans, lakes, and rivers before the planet became hot and dry. Venus is believed to have life in the planet's atmosphere. There could be habitable pockets with temperatures and pressures similar to Earth's surface environment. This mission will involve deploying probes into the planet's atmosphere using Rocket Lab's Photon Satellite Platform. When Photon becomes available to customers, 
it should significantly lower the cost of doing science in space. And that's it for this week's news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. I will catch you next time.